Welcome to the Couples Healing Podcast, where you'll get the tools for him to overcome his addiction, for her to find healing from the pain that it causes her, and for you to heal your relationship and come back together. I hope that you enjoy and subscribe. It's no surprise that effective communication is fundamental to having a strong relationship and healing from the impact of pornography use. And so today I wanted to share with you a couple of ways that I feel like it goes wrong for people and how you can do it differently. So often that's one of the main reasons why people stay stuck for such a long time is that their communication breaks down when they try to have difficult conversations or when somebody shares how they feel and it ends up causing a fight. There's some really, really common scenarios that people get stuck in. And so I wanted to give you some feedback and some some tips, some guidance to help you guys navigate these tough conversations because it truly is amazing. This is one of the reasons why I'm so passionate about the couple side of this in particular, because it, it's it's unbelievable how quickly people can shift when they get a different approach, when they get an approach that doesn't unintentionally cause them to become more stuck in the cycle of negative communication. And so I just... I did an episode a few, you know, I think it was like four or five episodes back where I had a session with somebody and in the session, you can hear us working together through these really common stuck places. So if you haven't had a chance to listen to that, uh, the episodes, it's, it says in session and it, it's an actual session where I highlight what's going on. So I kind of narrate it as well and say, this is where, this is what I'm noticing. This is where they're getting stuck. This is how common it is for people to be stuck here. And then here's what we do. And then I actually do it with them so you can see it in action. And so if you're interested in listening to that, you're welcome to. But the the thing that I wanted to highlight was it was literally the second session after. So we had the first session where we helped them create this. We helped them identify and interrupt their negative interaction cycle. And then literally after a single session, they come back and said, it feels so different. We were able to have a conversation differently outside of a session, which never happens. It just goes to show you how powerful uh, how powerful it is when couples learn how to connect with each other and stop the negative cycle. The cool thing is it, just, it doesn't take 12 months to see any progress. You can literally get your footing after a single, a single conversation. So today I want to share with you some of the ways that those conversations break down and how you can instead get your footing and how can you approach each other so that you can have the same experience. That's my goal is anybody who's listening. I truly want you to be successful. And so I'm sharing these principles in case examples and personal examples at times to hopefully illustrate the principle and how you can apply it. So there's two examples that I want to start with today. The first one is a couple that I worked with where the wife felt concerned that anytime she shared how she felt, it caused a fight. And so I wanted to get a little more information and I asked her, well, give me an example of what this looks like. She brought up an example of how her husband likes to go on vacations. And they like to travel together and do things, whether it's uh, going on a, a cruise or whether it's just going on a, a road trip. And she said that whenever she brings up the fact that she doesn't feel like she wants to go on a cruise, if she doesn't want to go on a cruise or on a road trip, she said that he gets really mad. And then the conversation escalates, then he gets defensive, and then she responds by getting angry and criticizing, and that's their negative cycle. And so she said, how can I bring up how I feel and my concerns when he just gets angry? And so the thing that I wanted to share with her that I'm, I want to pass along to you is that so often people will say, I'm sharing how I feel, but they're not actually sharing their emotions. They're sharing a perception. They're sharing an opinion and, or, or it's a judgment about the other person's behavior. So for instance, 
sometimes people will say things like, uh, I feel like that was disrespectful of you to say, or I feel like you were wrong when you did this. And they simply use the words, I feel, and then describe an opinion or a judgment about what's going on, an observation about what's happening. Or I feel like, uh, I feel like I'm not ready to go on a cruise. So there's not really an emotion in that. You're just simply dis- just, you're just simply observing, this is where I am right now. Instead, the feeling type of language, so oh, let me actually stay with this for a second. The impact that this has is when we share an observation or a judgment about what's going on, that was disrespectful, or you were wrong for doing this, or why did you do that? It unintentionally engages the other per- person on a level that you don't actually want to be on. So when you say that was disrespectful, or I don't want to go on a vacation with you. Really what's underneath that is the key type of conversation to have. And so this is what I encourage her to share. It's not sharing the observation or the judgment. Instead, it's sharing the impact of a situation. So let's say the husband says something like, you're always on my case. You're so controlling. You're so overbearing. Nothing I ever do is good enough for you because you're not, it's not possible to please you. And then if the wife responds and says, that's just so disrespectful of you to say that, they're working on a level where there is no resolution. Because when he's saying, I feel like you're so controlling, it totally misses the conversation that brings resolution. And if she responds in the same way, they're in, that's their cycle. That's their negative cycle. They're both in their protection. He's protecting by defending. She's protecting by accusing or getting angry neither of which help one another. And so I remember working with a couple one time where I would just in session interrupt that. I would say like, listen, I want to jump in here with you because it seems like we're getting stuck right now. And then we would try to untangle that and then it would happen again in session and I would say, hang on, let me jump in with you because the purpose of me being there is I want to interrupt it so that you guys don't cycle and then end up leaving the session feeling worse than when you started. So I would interrupt it multiple times because it happened so fast for them. And so she then got frustrated and said, well, do I just need to be nice? Like, do I just, is there nothing I can say? Do I only have to be nice when I'm communicating with him? And I said, it's not about being nice. It's about being clear. Because when you engage on that level, there's such a lack of clarity about where you're really struggling and what you actually need. So it isn't about being nice and tiptoeing around and making sure you don't set them off by saying the wrong thing. It's, it's truly, it's the opposite. It's we want to be so clear. And how we gain clarity is to share the actual feeling or the impact of a situation. So let's go to the cruise example. If the, when the wife said, I don't want to go on a cruise with him, and every time I tell him that he gets mad, I said, my suggestion is to share the impact or the why behind what's, it's number one, sharing the impact or the why, and number two, what are you actually feeling? And I said, well, give me, give me some more information on that. When you say, I don't want to go on a cruise, what do you envision? What, what's happening for you internally when you think about going on a cruise? And the first thing she said was, I get scared. I get scared because I don't know what he's going to be looking at. I get insecure and feel like I'm not enough because there's other people in swimsuits when they're at the pool. 
I get afraid because people are wearing kind of revealing clothing. It just brings up this insecurity in me of I'm just not enough. And that hurts. I feel so much fear and hurt when I think about going on a cruise. So when I said that, when she said that to me, I said, notice how different the conversation feels literally right now when you're saying that. Notice the energy is so different than in frustration saying, he keeps asking me to go on a cruise and I keep telling him, I don't want to do that with you right now. The conversation has multiple layers to it. So often couples talk about the content. It's going on a cruise or not going on a cruise. And then there's frustration because the husband would then say, why aren't we over this already? It's been three years. It's been five years or two months or whatever. Why are we not past this? Why can't we just go back to living normally again? When the conversation is about the content, it's very easy to get stuck and go back and forth in a way that just doesn't actually resolve the concern or the stuck place. So when she said, I just feel a ton of fear and hurt because it brings up these insecurities in me, I said, that's such a clear message. I said, in the session, as you, if you can listen to the episode a few episodes back, I want to facilitate a new conversation in session so they can have a different experience. It's not just instruction, right? That's the benefit, I think, of, of help implementing it. Because on the podcast, it's lots of instruction because there's no, there's no other way, right? It's information. And I feel like it's so helpful to have information. The next level of growth is implementation. So I'm sharing this with you so you can have this conversation now with your spouse in hopes that you take the principle and then go and do it because that's where the change happens. So when she said, I just feel so scared, I said, this is so important. Can you share that with him right now? She turned to him and said, you know, in, in our conversations, when I keep saying, I don't want to go, really, that's coming from this place of tremendous fear. And it brings up these insecurities and I just get so hurt. And so then I want to retreat in the cycle. You see me saying, I don't want to do this. And I get frustrated with you because you keep bringing it up. But really, it's coming from a place of fear. When the husband heard that from her, it completely changed the conversation that they had. Because it went from, when are we going on a cruise and why can't you get over this? To, honey, I really want to help you not feel afraid. It's awful for you to carry around this fear. And I'm sorry you're struggling with this. How you feel really matters to me. And he responded with such compassion. And when she heard the compassionate response of, I totally get that you're scared. If I was in your shoes, I would be too. Because you felt so much pain for so long. And things haven't been different between us for long enough. It makes sense to me why you feel this. And I'm sorry that we're here right now. I just want you to know that you're not alone and how you feel matters. How can I support you? And it wasn't like, okay, how do we get each other? How do I get you back on a cruise? It was, I don't want you to feel sad and hurt. What do you need from me? Conversation was totally different. And that type of conversation is how you actually find the healing so that then you can revisit the cruise, but from a totally different place. Because if she felt completely confident in her husband's love for her, if she felt totally confident and reassured that he was in a different place, that he wanted to be there with her, sharing experiences with her, that his mind and his heart and his eyes were on her, the likelihood of her being willing to go on a cruise, it grow, it's like it's a hundred times more likely that she'll say, I feel comfortable now. I want to go with you because that, that is something that we have had fun doing in the past. But because of my fears, I haven't wanted to be anywhere near there. 
And so the principle in all this, the thing that I hope that you take away from this example is when you share the feeling underneath it, it's the concern, it's the impact, it's what's happening on the inside. It's not so much the content, but how are you being affected by this? And sharing that in a vulnerable way with clarity is going to completely change how you guys interact with each other. And from that place, from a place of vulnerability, it's so much easier for the other person, the listener, to respond with compassion. Any couple that I work with, they come in saying, we don't, we are struggling, we're in pain, there is no trust, we can't communicate, and they, they, they go over how they get stuck and why they're stuck, and it's just, it's the negative cycle that they get stuck in, where they're not sharing the impact of an event. They're not sharing the effect that something has on the emotional level, which is why they keep cycling, because they're in their protection. Her protection is to criticize and get frustrated. His protection is to defend and blame and get passive aggressive. They will never find any closure and resolution to any issue if they're operating on that level. So like I want to just kind of summarize all that, the principle is to share the impact that something is having, what it brings up for you emotionally. And then on that level, the natural next response is compassion. So let me give you another example of how you can implement this. So let's say it's the same principles. The, let's say the wife says, I don't want to have sex. And the husband says, why not? And gets frustrated with her because it's been, you know, three months, six months since we've been doing better. Again, same idea. Why can't we just get past this? Why do you why do you keep stay, living in the past? And she then gets frustrated and angry because she gets the sense that she's not being heard and he doesn't understand her and she doesn't feel safe. And he then feels like nothing I do is enough because we're still here. I've been doing well for so long, but we're still struggling with the same issues. We're not making any progress together. It's the same cycles. It's the same. It's different content, but the same process. It's the same dance moves, I guess you can maybe say it like this. The same way that you guys are dancing together, it's just the music is different. It's not this, it's not, uh, it's not going on a vacation, it's, it's sexuality. It's then, then not sexuality, it's you know housework and chores at home, or it's, it's uh, breakdowns between trust and how come he comes home late from work, or what's he looking at on his phone. It, the content changes, but the way you interact around the content is how couples get stuck. And so instead of having the conversation about her saying, I just don't feel respected by you, you don't respect me, you, uh, you use me, you are not with me, I don't matter to you, it's a, on a very different level, she brings up, so as I work with this, this particular couple who, she's, who says, I, these are my, you know, I, I'm stuck here because I, I don't want to have sex. When we have a different conversation about what she's actually feeling, it then opens up a door to find closure. And so for her, it was the same thing. Insecurity, fear, and hurt. Anytime he would initiate sex, her mind would float back to the images that he had seen. It would float back to the fact that there's been so much hurt in their sexual relationship, and it brings up fear and insecurity and sadness. And so when he initiates sex, she says no and puts the wall up then he feels discouraged because in his mind i thought we were doing better yet we're still here so we're not making progress so instead of getting stuck in that dance the new dance is when he initiates she's able to simply share hey when you initiate this is what it brings up for me these are my biggest concerns my mind floats back to the time where my mind floats back to the past 
where I think about all the images that you've seen. And when that happens, I get scared. I feel like I'm not enough. And so when you initiate, you see me shutting all of that down very quickly and I say no, but really what's happening is I'm scared. I just don't wanna open myself back up on that level because the idea of doing that scares me because what if I get hurt again? I just think about the past and it brings up sadness. And then I think about the future and I just get scared that I'm gonna get hurt. I don't, I'm carrying all this pain and this is so hard for me. On that level, you can then do something about it which again, in this case, the husband was able to understand her. And then you go one by one and express and, and working through these concerns. So let's say the first concern is I just think about these images of the past and I, and I just get feel this inadequacy that I'm not enough. Now you've got one thread you can actively work through. Or then if she says, and I think about the future and I think about what if I get hurt again? So I'm scared of that too. Now you have two specific things that you can work on that are related to the content of having sex, but the the threads that you're solving together, reprocessing together, is how you can then find closure with the content, how you can find safety and comfort about reintegrating sexuality. So often it's so easy for couples to blow right past why they're stuck and into the cycle of the frustration that they're stuck and the defensiveness that goes with that and then the shutting down and avoiding. All that is a result of not having these underlying conversations that are so critical. And so to circle back to the very beginning of this, when a wife says, I'm a, what, what, how do I navigate this? When, what I tell him, how, when I tell him how I'm feeling, it causes a fight. It's getting clear. It's, it's, it's not saying this nicely while yes, we want to have conversations with good energy. Of course, it's being so clear about what you're actually feeling. It's the fear. It's the hurt. It's the impact emotionally of a situation. It's the impact of a trigger. It's not all the details of the trigger. It's not, it's not the timeline of all the triggers as much as it is the impact because when you get in touch with the impact and the emotions that they bring up, then the other person can be there to provide comfort and understanding and reassurance, which is how you create safety. Safety is not created by an arbitrary number of like a sobriety streak. That's not where safety comes from. I've worked with people in the past who have been in their process for years where the husband has been able to overcome his his habit, this pattern, for literally months and years, but she still feels no safer because it doesn't come from that. Safety comes from being attuned to emotionally. It's being responded to and heard so that you on that level get the compassion and the comfort and understanding and acceptance that you need. And this goes both ways. This is not just for the wife, it's for both people. Because when a husband feels his own insecurities around not being enough, or the cycle leaves him feeling like he's failing her and he's, he's, there's not this sense of, uh, there's, not a, there's not an understanding or a sense of acceptance, he gets the sense of I have to be perfect and if I fail, then I'm a failure and I'm unworthy. So you have a totally different conversation for him, just like I'm describing with the wife, where both people feel understood, seen for the purpose of providing comfort and reassurance. I just, I, I want to encourage you this week as you're reflecting on the cycles that you and your spouse get into, reflect on how you get there. Are you sharing more from a protected stance, your anger, frustration, criticism, or 
the defensiveness, the avoidance, the withdrawal. It's the fight or flight. My encouragement is to when you feel a disconnect between you and your spouse, it's to pinpoint what's the feeling? What's the event? What was the trigger event? And then how did that impact you? Again, I could share with you thousands of examples. I shared with you a few here today. But let's say, I'll give you one more example. Let's say, uh, let's say, the, let's say there's a wife who walks into the room. And as soon as she enters the room, her husband puts his phone down. In that moment, that was the trigger, right? That was the event that she then perceives as, what if he's hiding something? What's he looking at? Which instantly creates fear. So that's the chain. That's the sequence of the emotion, the event. The event, he puts his phone down. The message that sends to her is he's maybe looking at something he shouldn't be, and it creates a feeling of anxiety or fear. So often, instead of her saying, hey, when I saw you do that, this is where I went, she'll say, what are you looking at? Why did you put your phone away so fast? What's going on over there? It's a totally different level of conversation. If a husband hears, what are you looking at over there? Why are you, why'd you put your phone away so quickly? And I understand why a wife would ask that. Of course, I totally get that. And there's no, no judgment on that. My encouragement though is on that level, you're less likely to find the closure or the reassurance that you're looking for. Because so often a husband might respond with, why are you always on my back? I simply just put my phone down. I didn't even know you were there. Why can't you just like relax? And then of course, she's going to take that as, "Mm, yep, he is doing something he shouldn't be doing. Look at him defend himself. And then she's going to up the ante and get upset and try to break through that wall that he's presenting. Then he's going to want to go away further. That's, that's, That's a common dynamic that couples get stuck in. So instead of that, it's sharing the impact. Hey, when I saw you put your phone away, this is where I went. I just got scared. The thought came in of, I don't know what he's doing. And it just brought me back to the past of how I'd been hurt. And so it brings up this fear and hurt right now. And I just, I'm scared right now. He's then going to be able to respond in a very different way to create closure around the fear, which is really how you find that safety. So my encouragement as you reflect on all this is to try to notice where do you get stuck? In what way are you communicating where you're missing each other? and then sharing the impact of an event on the emotional level and then watch how watch how that uh, that watch how that conversation plays out differently now of course there are many blocks along the way and i it's, it's it, i try in podcast episodes to share with you some of the pitfalls and some of the ways that it can go wrong because so, of course conversations can and do go wrong but again that's where it's you know, getting some customized help can really help you guys accelerate the process so you can get tailored feedback to where you specifically get stuck. I My encouragement this week is to implement these principles, notice where you break down, and then finding next steps to deal with the breakdown. That's what I'll continue to you know, provide episodes and content around. So I hope this is helpful. I'm encouraging you. It's, it's, I just, if nothing else, I, I hope that you hear this sense of hope, knowing that conversations can be different when you find each other on this level and find the closure and reassurance that you're hoping for. Okay, I hope that was helpful. And for any of the men who are listening, I want to invite you to join if you're looking for some extra support and tools and help implementing these uh, tools and strategies so you can fully overcome pornography so that it doesn't have to follow you around anymore. Go ahead and go to uh, www.facebook.com groups slash tools to quit. And the link is going to be here in the uh, show notes as well. 
So I look forward to watching you guys make progress and really overcome this addiction, get this problem out of your life, restore your relationship so you can actually move forward and leave all of this behind you in a way that there's actually closure.